From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. Rupert Murdoch's News Corp is under assault, with two former Prime Ministers, from opposite sides of politics, uniting in their criticism of the media company. Malcolm Turnbull and Kevin Rudd have both recently declared that News Corp's influence is harming democracy. Today, national correspondent at the Saturday paper Mike Seckham on whether the world's biggest media empire might actually be under threat. Mike, last week, the former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull got into a fairly heated exchange on national television over the impact Rupert Murdoch's News Corp has had on Australian politics and on climate policy. So tell me about what happened. Well, on Monday night, Turnbull made a reappearance after a long time on the ABC's Q&A program. I'm here with Josie Cullen, who has our first question tonight. Answering your questions, the former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull, the former Foreign Minister Bob Carr, journalist Jan... And he tore, I mean, really tore into the Australian newspaper's most senior writer, Paul Kelly, about News Corp's political bias and, in particular, its position on climate change. Now, saying you believe... Saying, saying that you believe or disbelieve in global warming is like saying you believe or disbelieve in gravity. He said the company had turned an issue of physics and science into an issue of values and identity. You've turned something that should be a question of engineering and economics into undiluted ideology and idiocy, and we are paying the price in delayed action to address global warming. And your employer... Turnbull made it very personal. He went so far as to, to call for Kelly to do as Rupert Murdoch's son James has done and quit the company. How, how offensive, how biased, how destructive does it have to be, Paul, before you will say, one of our greatest writers and journalists, it's enough, I'm out of it. I mean, how long will you... It was just a, a furious performance by, um, by Turnbull, and I've got to say, Kelly was pretty furious I mean, in, in return. Will you keep apologising? How, how, yeah, how, how dare you... Just Malcolm, how dare you start you, telling I tell me you say how what dare. I should do in terms of my career? I'm asking... Kelly was uh, said on at least three occasions that I can recall, he, he bellowed back at Turnbull, how dare you? And Turnbull, in reply, bellowed back... You said, you how say dare that. I do it? I yep. dare to do it. And I'm saying to you, Paul, it is about time that people that work for the Murdoch organisation speak up and say publicly what they say privately. Speak up... So, anyway, it was... Um, it was, I've got to say, the most entertaining Q&A that I can recall for a long time. And a clip of the exchange has gone viral right around the world. And I think it struck a chord with people all over the Anglosphere. I think people across the world, wherever there's News Corp, are, are increasing, looking for a way to fight back. Mm, OK. And, Mike, you have been speaking to Malcolm Turnbull about this. So what's he been saying to you? When I spoke to Turnbull, which I might add was on the afternoon just before he went uh, on Q&A. And if, you want to, if we want to be on the record at any point, I'll, I'll flag it. Let's just say, from now on, we're not speaking for background. I'll speak to you on the record. All right. So, all right. So, Turnbull, who's a former journalist himself, he recalled a time when the Murdoch newspapers in Australia, as he put it, dealt with the news as it came, but generally lent right at election time, which he said was perfectly legitimate. He said he has no argument with news organisations having an ideological leaning, left or right, as long as they don't, as he put it, make stuff up. They don't make stuff up. They don't undertake vendettas. They don't... 
And and Turnbull's take on it was that this has changed over the years. He said he wasn't quite sure when, but in the past decade or so it's changed. They've gone from being, you know, newspapers, they've gone basically turned into political propaganda. And you might call it the foxification of News Corp. uh, He called it, you know, literally undiluted partisan propaganda that that you get these days in the News Corp publications. And he said, in a way, The Australian, because it it purports to be the the responsible outlet, was the worst of it. They uh, support and cover up for their mates. They, you know, attack their enemies. Uh... Turnbull's take is just that responsible media do not behave the way News Corp does. And uh, and he identified News Corp as one of... a, A troika, he called it, of three centres of power that conspired together to end his prime ministership and and which continue to work to subvert any any credible climate policy in Australia. And those three things are the right wing of the Liberal and National Parties. You know, amplified by the, you know, right wing populist media, which, you know, News Corp is the principal part. And then, of course, you've got the vested interests, the fossil fuel lobby now. And, um, you know, he, he said that... that this this combination has has done immense damage to um, to Australian democratic process, and in particular when it comes to dealing with the issue of climate change. And it's, it is crazy, you know. It is completely crazy. Yeah. I mean, you look at, you look Mike, a lot of people have been critical of News Corp and the approach that it's taken on issues like climate change for a while now, but it is still extraordinary to have a former prime minister from the conservative side of politics adding their voice. So is Turnbull's stance having an impact, do you think? Well, well yes, absolutely, I do. Uh, I think that, you know, Turnbull's intervention has kind of crystallised a growing perception against Murdoch's influence. Also, the, the fact that we have not only a conservative former prime minister, but also a Labor uh, former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd involved, I think, brings a, a degree of sort of bipartisanship to it. And, and you know, it was Rudd, actually, who who set the whole ball rolling on this latest outbreak of criticism of, of the Murdoch media. Today I'm speaking to you as a former Prime Minister of Australia, passionate about our country's future. When he drafted a petition calling for a royal commission into media ownership and concentration in Australia. An official petition to the Australian Parliament calling on the Parliament to establish a royal commission into the abuse of media monopoly in Australia, in particular by the Murdoch media. Which is the, the, the way News Corp uses its media power to shift the debate in favour of, of the right wing of politics and big business and, uh, and in particular the fossil fuel lobby. And uh, that petition, which was launched, I think, a month, about a month ago, was tabled last week and it had attracted over half a million signatures. It was the biggest e-petition ever in, in Australian political history. And, and I might add, it might have had even more signatures, but for the fact that it actually crashed the Parliament House website with the number of people trying to sign up. So um, clearly they've tapped into a pretty significant groundswell of opinion out there that we are not being well served by, uh, by the Murdoch media. We'll be back in a moment. As a a 7am listener, you're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for The Saturday Paper. For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. 
Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. For Sloane Crosley, writing about the loss of a friend may not have provided catharsis, but it did allow for the possibility of a better ending. Like you have this amazing meal that's this friendship and then you have a really, 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 really bad dessert with shards of glass in it. And then like the book is like, you know, those little chunks of chocolate that come with the bill. I'm Michael Williams. Join me for this week's episode of Read This as I talk to Sloane Crosley about her latest Grief is for People. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Mike, Kevin Rudd's petition calling for a royal commission into News Corp has focused attention on this issue. But like Turnbull, Kevin Rudd wasn't always a critic of the organisation. So when did Rudd turn against News Corp? Well, I can't, I can't give you a precise date, but I, I can tell you that almost exactly three years ago, in November 2017, in an interview with our colleague Karen Middleton at the Saturday Paper, that was the first time Rudd referred to the Murdoch media as, quote, a cancer on democracy, unquote. And that's a description that he's repeated, you know, ad nauseum since in other interviews. This is what's happened for the last four years. So you see, this is where it becomes a cancer on our democracy. Uh, That's the cancer on democracy in our country, Australia, but I see evidence of it also. So, you know, he's been been at it for a fair while. Like Turnbull, he he considers that the Murdoch media were a key part of, of his removal from office and that they also played the major role in defeating um, his efforts at a response to, you know, a more vigorous response to climate change in Australia. News Corp is just too powerful. Uh, I mean, they all try to um, to get News Corp to be gentle on them. Kevin Rudd did that, and, and I might say when I spoke with him, we talked about that. And it skews our national conversation to the far right and doesn't allow the nation to have a conversation about the things that matter. How do you do climate while keeping jobs? Rudd also, I might add, points out that in 19 consecutive federal and state elections in Australia since 2010... Murdoch has campaigned viciously for one side of politics and viciously against the other. Um, so, you know, like Turnbull, he's just fed up with with the partisan, and I've got to say pretty shameless, political interference that is a feature of, of News Corp's uh, commentary. The whole idea of a vibrant, independent media nationally, regionally and locally is the lifeblood of the democracy. And oh. unless we find a model which makes that possible, uh, then we're not worthy of, um, frankly, um, handing on the nation to the next generation. Okay, and so, Mike, Kevin Rudd and the petition aside, the likelihood of a Royal Commission being held into News Corp is fairly low. There aren't many current Labor politicians or, or coalition members who would back it. So what is likely to happen? Yeah, well, um, I'm pleased to report that on Wednesday last week, the day after the petition was tabled, you know, two days after Turnbull's extraordinary performance on Q&A, the Greens Senator Sarah Hanson-Young moved in the Senate for the establishment of a Senate inquiry into the, quote, diversity, independence and reliability of Australian media. Thank you, Mr President. I amend the motion in the term circulated and ask that it be taken as formal. It also, you know, covered various terms of reference, but, but you know, everyone knew what it was really about. It was about providing a forum for the many critics and, and victims of Murdoch's media empire to speak up and to do so under the protection of parliamentary privilege. So it's, it's true that the Senate inquiry won't have the same profile and it won't have the same resources as a Royal Commission, but it's still, you know, it, it does allow people to speak up and to do so 
with some protection against, you know, retribution. But what, what I found most interesting about when Hanson Young moved for this, this inquiry was that the government didn't try to stop it getting up. They didn't even put it to a vote. Is there any objection to the motion being taken as formal? There being none, Senator Hanson Young. And, and I think that's significant, that instead she just moved it and it was instantly passed on the voices over in a couple of minutes and, uh, and it's up. I move the motion as amended. Question is the motion as amended be agreed to? Those of that opinion say aye. To the contrary, no. The ayes have it. Could I come to eight? Why do you think that is, Mike? Why do you think that the government has let this inquiry, which could be quite damaging to News Corp, get up without any resistance? I think the only inference to be drawn um, from these fascinating events is that the Morrison government had determined that it was politically unwise to be seen to be defending Rupert Murdoch and his media empire. I mean, I can't think of any other, other explanation for it. As, as someone said to me, this would seem to be pretty ungrateful considering um, all that Murdoch's media have done for the coalition. But, you know, so it, it, I think it reflects the fact that the government is at least aware of this sort of growing groundswell of public opinion about News Corp and maybe points to a tiny crack emerging in, in News Corp's pretty robust armour. So, Mike, do you think that we're seeing a weakening of Murdoch's power, particularly here in Australia? Is all of this a sign that things are beginning to shift? Well, I guess that depends on how you define their power. I, I mean, I do think that News Corp's influence as an agenda setter, you know, including within other media, is in decline to some extent. And if you look at climate change, which is the main issue of concern for Rudd and Turnbull and um, all reality-based people, really, well, we see that, that the long disinformation campaign of the Murdoch media you know, the anti-science campaign is is a losing battle for them. The overwhelming majority of Australians now know that climate change is real. They, they support stronger action than we're currently getting from the federal government. All the states and many of the big corporates are taking action, you know, to reduce their carbon emissions, to be um, carbon neutral by 2050. The big banks and the insurers are not covering fossil fuel projects anymore, etc. So, you know, um, so much for News Corp's influence there. They're perpetrating a myth and the rest of the world is getting on with reality. So, um, yeah, bottom line, I think they're still powerful, but not as much as they were. Mike, thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. As a a. 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points with links to full articles from a range of sources. Get the news you need to your inbox every weekday morning with Post. Sign up at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. Also in the news today... Thousands of Donald Trump supporters converged on Washington, D.C. over the weekend to protest against the election results and claim, without evidence, the presidency was stolen. Trump drove through the crowd in a limousine motorcade on the way to his golf club. And social services organisations have welcomed the Victorian government's announcement that it will spend over $5 billion building new public housing facilities. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow.